0: Welcome, you are listening to the Better Together Podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Better Together podcast. I am your co-host, Rosario Picardo.
2: And I'm your other co-host, Callie Picardo. And today we have with us our dear friend and colleague, Reverend Sue Nilsson-Kibbe. Sue is an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church. She is the director of the Bishop Brousseau Innovation Center at United Theological Seminary. She is an author, a speaker, a coach, just a dear friend and mentor of ours personally. And she's done a lot of work around this topic of prayer. In fact, uh, Sue and my co-host Roz put out a book called Dynamite Prayer that's now sold well over 15,000 copies and been translated into Korean and Spanish and other languages yet. I feel like they're always, it keeps changing. I can hardly keep up, but we wanted to gather with Sue at the beginning of the new year to talk about how to pray for new possibilities in the new year. Sue, thanks for joining us today on the Better Together podcast to help get our hearts in the right posture for 2024.
0: Well, the three of us share a passion For prayer for new God possibilities. And what better moment could this be than for all of us to get ourselves aligned and surrendered and looking up and out to see what God has next?
2: So true.
1: Well, you know, around this time, we know like people have New Year's resolutions, they have goals, uh, or they may be focusing on a word for the year. And we were wondering, What if we prayed a breakthrough prayer instead for 2024? And I know that you've done teaching on it and writing around this topic of breakthrough prayer. Exactly how does that work, especially as you're going into a new year?
0: I think that is really the right question for us to keep answering, to keep looking at and keep answering. Uh, Just earlier today, I was contacted by a ministry leader who said, hey, I keep hearing about something called Breakthrough Prayer and a Breakthrough Prayer Initiative. Now, am I to understand that that program, the Breakthrough Prayer Initiative program, is about breaking through spiritual strongholds that hold us back? Hmm. And uh, I was so uh, intrigued to have that conversation. You know, when I nicknamed breakthrough prayer, breakthrough prayer, it's not that I wasn't thinking about the fact that God's Spirit does help us break through spiritual strongholds. But I think when I talk about breakthrough prayer, I'm I'm thinking forward, uh, thinking of how it is that we ask God to break through our stagnation, uh, break through our inertia and, and how it is that we ask God, God, I'm going to surrender it all so that I can look up and out and you can help me break through where I'm at right now so that I can see where it is that you're leading me or my leading my church next. And so, uh, breakthrough prayer and a breakthrough prayer to start the new year to me is really the ideal additive prayer practice for a time and a season like this, really anytime. But at the beginning of the year, we naturally shift ourselves. It's a it's a fresh season. And what's going to be in it? What's got got for me? And I think it is the perfect moment for for that kind of prayer, don't you? I really Absolutely, do. I
2: love it. And, you know, it. some people, this might be new for them, though. They might have prayed lots of other kinds of prayers, but how do they start to create a breakthrough prayer? I mean, what do you include in that? And um, I know we have done this with our church. We've done this at United for a season where we've done a prayer that we've, prayed consistently the same prayer for a season. And so you want to get it to be a good prayer. I mean, if you're going to pray <laughs> it again and again and again, I want it to be a good one. I mean, but how do you decide what to put in it? Where do you start?
0: So uh, don't we need to 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 think about that and be intentional? Uh, so the truth of the matter is that left to our own devices, uh, most of us probably will start with prayers on our own behalf. I mean, shouldn't, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. God, forgive me for this. Transform this in me. Make me more Christ-like. Provide for this that I need. Uh, help me to develop kindness. Help that. So, so our prayers are inward focused for our own spiritual transformation. And that's a good thing, isn't it? That's a good thing. But John Wesley, uh, spoke about something he called watching prayer, Hmm. uh, which in addition to praying for our own spiritual transformation, he encouraged that we should look up and out for divine direction and ask for that. So really, a breakthrough prayer isn't just praying for our own spiritual transformation. We should be. But it's also adding the request of God for that divine direction forward, what's going to be next. And, and the watching prayer, his terminology was about us watching uh, with spiritual eyes for how it is that God will show us about those those next steps. So, Callie, I think a, a good breakthrough prayer for the new year, uh, you know, we think about that. It isn't just only for God to transform me or us. It's also, and God, I'm going to surrender my own agenda and my own plans and my own preferences. And I say yes to where you're leading and show me the new and the next for where that that is. Um, Do you like that or does that have some discomfort? I think it has both, doesn't it, for us?
1: Yeah, I mean, it sets up that holy expectation and then it reminds me of jesus's prayer not my will but your will be done and you've worked with now i would say thousands of congregations in some form or fashion and uh usually a congregation will set out to do one thing or they think this is what we're supposed to do because this is what a report tells us or these are the best practices and then You've trained them in breakthrough prayer, and then we've seen like, you know, God turned the church literally upside down in amazing ways. So, yeah, I think it's creating that posture of expectancy, but also surrender.
2: And believing maybe God has something even beyond what I can even hope, think, or imagine. I mean, it's it's believing in a God that's bigger than ourselves. And so maybe God has something even greater in store. It's it is uncomfortable though, because it's easier for me to just say, hey, uh, God, can you please do this for me? And then, you know, wouldn't it be nice if God just did that? But that that's not how God works. And thank goodness that's not how God works, that he doesn't fit in a box, that he's a God that does even greater things. But it's it's hard. I mean, if someone's kind of hesitant about This or just maybe struggling with trust, any wisdom or encouragement for that person that might just be thinking, I want to do this, but I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Yeah. Maybe fear's crept in.
0: Faith over fear is one of those choices that I think only can only be remedied through real surrender. And, and receiving that dunamis or miraculous resurrection power of God's Holy Spirit. Uh, yeah, Amy Carmichael, the great Irish Protestant missionary to India, uh, about 30 of her personal prayer journals remained after she passed a number of years ago. And maybe you've heard me talk about um, she really dealt with fear. In her prayer life uh, by uh, Callie. Actually, she had a one-word breakthrough prayer. Hmm. She prayed it every, what, what I call a breakthrough prayer, she prayed it every morning. She uh, wrote in her prayer journals that she would wake up to uh, the unusual sounds and aromas coming through her open windows in the southern tip of India in a culture that she initially found so foreign. And she would lay in her little cot um, in the the little place that she lived. Listen to those morning sounds. And before she would even get up in the morning, she would pray, yes, Lord. Oh, yes. I love that. Before I even get out of bed, before I even know what you're doing today, Lord, I already say yes. Mm. I say yes before I get there. And think that I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes ahead of time so that when I get there where you're leading, I can't say no and resist it because I've already said yes. So on the front end, God, I'm yes. I surrender it all. I'm all the way in. Yeah. I say yes to wherever and whatever you have today. And she prayed that every morning through her years and years of ministry and it transformed everything it it transformed her fears can you imagine didn't know the language didn't know the culture a single female in a time of history and in a country where that uh wasn't a, wasn't a part of what came along every day but her prayer and i consider it a one word breakthrough prayer was yes lord mm-hmm. yes And um, I would say uh, for any of us who aren't sure what we want our prayer to be going into the new year, what would happen if we followed Amy Carmichael's example? Yeah, imagine. Can you imagine?
1: Wow,
2: I like that. I want to start praying that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's awesome.
2: Sue, we love good stories. I love that story about Amy Carmichael. What about a? More recent, maybe more everyday person one. I know Amy Carmichael's everyday person, but in my mind and heart, she's just a giant in the faith. I mean, just because of that prayer that she prayed. But have you seen any cool stories you've seen lately of individuals or groups, maybe churches even that have been praying a breakthrough prayer and have just seen God move in exciting
0: ways? Yeah, I am overwhelmed <laughs> with the power of prayer. When God's church begins to pray, what what we've just described—that that the three of us call breakthrough prayer—where we're okay, God, we'll surrender our plans. What we keep demanding that you do it, this, that, other. we're going to surrender that, and we're going to we're going to ask for your new and next, and and we're going to go with that. We're we're really going to go with it, and that there is an invitation. That God loves to respond to. And uh, I had a story just recently uh, from a, a rural church in Indiana. And this was a church uh, that over time uh, there had been a, a generation or two that had grown up and moved away. And in this rural community, uh, the, the still the grand generation still attended the church, uh, but not the younger generation. And mm-hmm. when a new pastor arrived this fall, uh, the, the the remaining church members, they, they were discouraged. Uh, they said to the pastor, we need you to help us do what we've always done that's traditionally kept our church what it needs to be because we're dwindling in numbers and we don't want our church to die and, and this kind of thing. And Pastor, who was somewhat of a younger generation, had heard about Breakthrough Prayer. Mm. So, Pastor, uh, on Pastor's own, decided to tell the church and told the church, the second Sunday, I am going to pray and walk through every part of this church. I'm going to um, take a little bit of oil, and I'm going to anoint the doorway of each room. I'm going to do that every day for a month, and then I'm going to call a meeting, and it's going to be a prayer meeting, and uh, I'm going to invite all of you, said this in the worship, but but please don't come Ah. unless you are willing to say yes to whatever God has next. No holds barred. Mm. No holds barred, not what I'm going to suggest, but what we're going to pray and ask God to bring us uh, it, whatever it is. But don't don't come unless you're interested in that. <laughs> so pastor proceeded to do this, and at times when the church was active in the building, you know, so pe- people saw it and everything. Pastor called the meeting, and Pastor told me that um, uh, Pastor asked if I would Zoom in that night to uh greet the people who showed up at the meeting and pray with them so I uh zoomed in and uh when the room came up on the zoom it was standing room only oh, wow, wow. At the church parlor I still remember a gentleman an elderly gentleman who had wiggled in and was crammed up against the wall to be able to get in mm. and Pastor was right in the front, right in front of the Zoom camera, beaming, and the people in the room were silent. And I said, "Well, hello, how is everybody?" And she said, uh, "Pastor, so I'm a little flabbergasted, <laughs> but kingdom, the kingdom is getting ready to come right here at our church. That's so because cool. we're ready." It looks like to say yes, and we prayed together that night. And literally, the next day, and the days, and the weeks to come, everything began to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, friends, what do you make of that kind of a story?
1: Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was an invitation, and more than just prayer. Mm-hmm. It was. For transformation, I think, Um, because a lot of times people will get together for prayer and not pray at all until the end.
2: They talk or, spend all the or time
1: complain. <laughs> oh, yeah, <Back>
0: that's you.
1: <laughs> it's it, it, so I think it's uh it made it a challenge. It shows that people want to be challenged.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, if people were willing, as callie uh, was talking about, move past their fears. Yes, to have faith that prayer makes a difference. If you hear paper rattling, um, I I'm pulling out some pages out of my prayer journal here. Uh, Every time we break a fears authority over our lives, a flood of a more spiritually empowered sense of self Mm -hmm. begins to flow. It's as though God is calling back our spirits from negative missions where we've sent them and called them forward to the positive messages and missions of the kingdom. Hmm. Uh, I, I think, Callie, that in a season like this or a moment of life, that fear can really send those roots of inertia deep, can't it? Yes. And, and prayer, prayer for possibilities, that surrender, that willingness to believe that prayer makes a difference, uh, that saying yes to faith, even if fear is present, saying yes to faith, that yes, Lord, I'm going to say yes ahead of time. Uh, it's amazing how God's spirit just rushes in with empowerment, Uh whenever it is that we're willing to make that kind of room.
2: Oh, I love it. It's got me thinking too. I I know. Sue, so you, Roz, and I've seen it happen a lot in churches, but I was just even thinking, gosh, what would happen if a family started praying a breakthrough prayer together? I was even just thinking, gosh, what if Roz and I did this with our uh, girls in 2024? Because they, kind they of, don't know any better to, than to believe God's going to do it. I mean, yeah, if they, they, they have, have more huge faith that as grownups, so we, we kind do. of rationalize yeah. away.
1: Yeah. And oh. it's, it, um, I was going to say, we're in this building campaign at the church. And Lily, our oldest, will actively ask me, Daddy, how much money have we gotten? And she prays because she, I mean, her faith is huge. Yeah.
2: When she saw the drawings for this building, she said, if we give more money, can we do this? And she went and emptied her piggy bank and (laughs) poured out all the coins that she had in her piggy bank to be able to give toward this campaign because she has that faith. And so... Gosh, I just imagine what if you had families praying? What if you mm-hmm. got kids to pray this way, even young? I mean, just how might that transform? Because, you know, we're big believers. The, the kids aren't the generation of the future, they're the generation of right now. And so
0: mm, I'm just getting some ideas here going. Mm-hmm. So, breakthrough prayer in the family setting. Isn't that the most potent location
1: mm-hmm.
0: for a breakthrough prayer movement to occur? And I'm, I'm right with you. I think that uh, children have spiritual eyes and spiritual ears to notice and pick up on the Holy Spirit's activity and name it
1: mm-hmm. uh, in ways
0: that us grownups yeah. uh, might see or hear, but somehow talk ourselves out of that uh, being an an active, uh, movement of the hand of God or something. And, uh, I can hardly wait to see what the Picargo family (laughs) prayer might be in in this year. Wouldn't that be fun?
1: That would be fun. We
0: might even just start with yes, Lord. I don't know.
1: We'll see. We'll let the girls
2: have right it. So do you have a prayer you're praying going into 2024? uh
0: you know, interestingly, uh, I have been uh, in my own prayer life asking God uh, what is it um this yes Lord has been incorporated into the fabric of my prayer life now for some length of time this you know before I get up uh once I learned about it from Amy Carmichael um and interestingly I got a deep sense uh on December 31 that in uh this year that my breakthrough prayer would be, I'm willing. Mm.
2: I like that. But
0: I'm willing. Yeah. And I thought, okay, never, I never would have come up with that. And so I began to to use it through the day on January 1st and 2nd and 3rd and using that. And I found that it created a shift because it put me in touch with all kinds of things that I was not willing. D- do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the this prayer of God I'm willing ended up being has ended up being this uh real prayer actually of, of surrender that's that's uh I've found myself open to new things God is doing that uh, I just wasn't conscious uh before that I really wasn't surrendered and and in unexpected moments uh in particular. So um, how about each of you? Have, you? have you got your own breakthrough prayer for 2024?
2: One of the things that just as we were talking has just been on my heart and I realized I've kind of been praying this for a little while now. And I think this might be the one for me, but there's a line in the Wesley covenant prayer that John Wesley really made popular. Lord, use me for thee or lay me aside for thee. And I think that's my prayer. God, I, it's it's my version of God, I'm willing but God, it's also not about me. Like, if you want me to step back so someone else can step up, I'm okay with that too. God, use me for thee or lay me aside for thee. Whatever you want, Lord.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that is that uh, is powerful, isn't it?
1: Powerful. I think for me, um, ironically, you said this, but it was it's the year of yes. Mm. And that's what God impressed upon me maybe in November or so as I was looking in a 24, but it was more applied to different, um, things I would maybe say no to because it's outside of my comfort zone or not seeking after, but I felt like I need to be more open. And so, um, ironic that you mentioned that quote and what you pray daily. And so, yeah, that's, that's mine. And that keeps coming to the forefront of my mind. Mm -hmm.
0: Isn't it. that what we all need is a year of yes, a mm-hmm. yes year? Yeah. Isn't that our great calling in following Jesus Amen. Mm-hmm. and surrendering our lives and in, in being moldable and available, as we often say, is uh, may this be a year of yes mm-hmm. for all of us. Amen.
2: Well, I think that's a good wish for our listeners. Uh, we just we want this to be a year of yes for you as well, listeners, to this podcast, that you would be able to say yes to God, uh, yes to whatever prayer God's put on your heart to pray, whether it's an I'm willing or it's a God, just move for your glory, or Lord, not my will, but yours, Lord, mm-hmm. whatever it is. We just invite you to pray into that this year. What, what might God have as new possibilities for you in 2024? Sue, thanks for joining us today on the Better Together podcast.
0: I'm praying along with you and everybody. uh, Just imagine what God's going to be up to.
1: Amen. Friends, remember until next time, we are better together. God bless.